talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We're here live on California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program. Every weekend, every week, we bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications, and with me, as always, is my partner, Drew Schlossberg. How are you doing today, Drew? Doing all fine over here. It's always good to see uh, Patricia on our docket, so this will oh, be a yes. good one. Well, so, yes, you, 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 you have let it loose. <laughs> we, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the big surprise. Now, we have an amazing program, and, and today we go to Linwood Unified and visit with a good friend of ours. Patricia Brent Seiko is the Director of Equity Services at Linwood Unified. She's on California School News Radio last October to talk about the Linwood Equity Inclusion Task Force, and she joins us today to give us an update on the 2021 school year and what is in store for the future welcome back to california school news radio to you patricia hello kevin and drew <laughs> i'm so happy to be back with you guys oh boy it's great to hear your voice it, it is. really really is. You, 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 you 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 just exude just uh just joy and goodness and, and everything and everything and and, and equity and equity because it, it literally you 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 your voice exudes equity because uh that's your business so um Wow. So we have so much to talk about today. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's an My honor pleasure. to have. Yes, absolutely. So let's just get right into it. Um, uh, the, the, the story of the year, of course, has been COVID 19. And we know that the city of Linwood was hit pretty hard with the virus. How has Linwood Unified used the equity lens to respond to the needs of the students and the parents? Well, you are 100% correct. Linwood was hit pretty hard. We were actually featured on Rachel Maddow, MSNBC, for being one of the hardest hit cities in the nation. Um, So we immediately had to establish uh, social and emotional support and continue contact with students and families. That was first. And then, of course, our, our robust distance learning platform, support and professional development for our staff, uh, at-home learning activities for students. We did virtual and drive-through celebrations, mental health support, because COVID not only was devastating to your health, but it was so isolating um, to so many families. And then um, the continuation of special education supports through distance learning with IEPs and instructional resources. And we um, used updates by our, assistant super, by our superintendent, our assistant superintendent, our board members, and just really tried to use our website and social media as much as possible to make sure that our families had access to all the um, learning opportunities, the community resources, the grab-and-go meals, the devices that we gave out. And so we had to take an all-around approach. 
And when you mentioned the isolation, I mean, that has been the, the story of the year. And week after week here on California School News Radio, we've been talking with school districts and very specifically about what they've been doing with for their families, how they've trying to stay connected with the families and the students and keep encouraging them to stay with it, to stay with distance learning, to, to not give up. And, uh, and, and of course, every, every district has a, a different response, but they all are focusing in on this social, emotional need right now. And so can we, let's talk a little bit about that because that plays right into equity in education, I feel, is just responding to the social-emotional need for parents and families and students. So, on, you know, on our website, we we actually have, like, a whole social-emotional emo, uh, uh, platform, almost like a coronavirus, it's called the Coronavirus Anxiety Workbook a tool in English and Spanish to help build resilience during this difficult time. But I think it can best be summed up as, let me give you an example of one of our families without sharing their name. When you talk about a third through fifth grader, and now they need to come back to school, these particular kids lost their grandfather to COVID. Two weeks later, their uncle passed away with COVID. A week after their uncle passed, their father passed away with COVID. And they're third and fifth grade. How do you wrap your mind around that? My grandfather dies, then my uncle dies, then my father dies. And so I can't expect to mitigate learning loss or worry about how they're going to do on an assessment of any kind unless I have worked through where they are emotionally, their feelings of of stress, their feelings of worry, fear, their feelings of being overwhelmed and helpless. And so I, I would encourage all of my colleagues that, As you think about reopening schools and you think about students returning after a year of distance learning, of course you're going to have plans and protocols to ensure student safety and um, well-being, right? But you also need to have social-emotional support because walking back into that building um, may be very a cause for anxiety for students, It may be very scary for some of our students, some of our parents, just walking back in to a school. And so looking at those safety protocols, yes, but you have to look at those social-emotional supports that will, you know, uh, address fears of anger, fears of guilt, frustration, being overwhelmed, fearful, learning how to re-engage after they've been in a kind of isolated learning situation. And after that is addressed, we can look at intensive support for learning loss mitigation and acceleration and how they'll be implemented to ensure that students um, are supported in meeting academic outcomes. 
Yeah, you know, it's so interesting about this. And by the way, before I uh, get too far into the weeds here, um, uh, your uh, friend and ours, uh, Dr. Patrick uh, G., because he's got the longest last name in the history of the world, uh, we call him Dr. He he says uh, hi, and he'll see and he'll see you soon. Okay. Oh, I love Patrick. I can't wait. I know. I know. That's my buddy. I know. That's I the big scoop of the day on California School News. Radio. We broke it here, Kevin, and we've done our job. That's it over here. So uh, anyway, um, I'm going to mention uh, to him uh, that uh, you said hi. Anyway, getting back to the SEL, you know, you folks were already, you know, involved in this uh, pre-COVID, correct? Yes. So Linwood um, was one of the few districts, and I, I will give credit to Dr. Kevin Dotson, who was our former director of student services, and Dr. Maribel Martinez, who um, has carried on his work, and Mr. Jose Harkey, um, for the Mental Health Collaborative. And so we were featured because we were able to create a collaborative with over 30 mental health agencies that support um, Memory Unified School District directly. And so when you go on our website, we have a, a plethora under our distance learning. We have mental health resources, resources for social emotional learning, and then resources for family engagement, how to cope with stress during infectious disease outbreaks, the mental health and emotional aspects of COVID that people may not think about, the financial concerns, right? The exactly. feeling of being on edge because you just don't know what's next. And things have changed so um, rapidly. Uh, it's being able to explain to children, you know, why you can't go visit grandma. Those kind of conversations. And, and um on our, uh, we we've done. We I feel a very good job of trying to do like a wraparound approach, an all around approach. Um, and before COVID, yes, years before COVID, we have established the Linwood Unified Mental Health Collaborative, and you can also go on our website and see all the information about that under the Student Services tab. Yeah, you know what's important about that, and I think, um, you know, and really shout out to you folks at Linwood for for this. Um, listen, you can't help but uh, turn on a TV station or read a magazine or whatever, and we know the unbelievable mental stress uh, people have been on pre-COVID. Um, that's This isn't a new concept. COVID is, but the mental stress certainly hasn't uh, been uh, new, and you folks have been on top of it. It's got to make it a little bit easier now in dealing with this pandemic since you've been working on this for a while. Well, I mean, you can look at the list of our collaborative partners, Anthem Blue Cross, Baby to Baby, the Department of Mental Health, Department of Public Services, St. John's Wellness Center, YWCA. And so when you think about issues like sexual assault, counseling, prevention, and education, or someone needs occupational therapy, or new baby program, welcome baby program, healthy living, Healthcare resources. We're able to become a bridge 
between your needs and then all of our collaborative partners. And the Student Services Department has worked to make sure that parents knew where they could get the help. Because it's one thing to have it, but you may not know that the district has the resources. So they've made um, a lot of, put a lot of effort into making sure that the resources were front and center, that people knew about what we could offer and the links we have with Department of Mental Health or the Department of Public and Social Services. And um, also seeding families. Um, we, we have worked with um, several food banks in the local areas as well as our Linwood Partners Foundation, our Student Nutrition Services Department, and we've given, we, we are still feeding families daily. And as, on top of having a food bank. Yeah, that's, uh, that's absolutely terrific. Uh, Kevin? Well, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned baby-to-baby uh, baby because earlier in the, I think at the beginning of the school year, I actually went to an event and met the uh, the owner and the and the CEO of Baby to Baby, and they're really really great people. Uh, they were there giving out uh, you know, school supplies at the beginning of the year to elementary school students, and uh, and just a really great organization there. Uh, but not that I came on to plug Baby to Baby, that, but since you mentioned it, <laughs> I, thought I, would, I thought I would I thought I would add that in there. Um, so, right, well, I feel bad. I start naming some of our partners. So please go to Linwood Unified School District under the Student Services tab and look at a complete list of the health collaborative partners. Yes, because there are literally three dozen different uh, everything from Anthem Brew Cross to the YWCA um, <laughs> and every and every and every uh, alphabet letter in between. But uh, Patricia. <laughs> You know, when you were on before, we talked about the Linwood Equity Inclusion Task Force, and so that was the big that was the big push at the beginning of the year. How's it been going? How's the work coming along? I'm very excited um, with the outcomes that we are preparing to present um, to the board. So our our committee has a. Uh, prep meeting on April 27th after spring break to prepare our final recommendations to the board. We were able to look at what is being taught in language arts, what's being taught in social studies, and then um, look at our district matrix. And the matrix is the same as a pacing guide, like for other districts, right? So looking at our pacing guide, the particular standards that are, are um, going to be covered, then we married them and added where the social justice standards, which are in the four quadrants of action, justice, diversity, um, and, and how those standards could then be placed on the matrix. So when a student has a, a particular unit, or is going to learn about a, a new standard, they would also have an activity that is um, has been approved or, you know, 
by our instructional leads, tested, so to speak, by our instructional lead that, hey, teachers, here's something you can do right here that matches this standard that is aligned with the social justice standards. So, for example, in the area of identity, and you have a standard that talks about writing a bibliography, we will marry that with the social justice standards and students will be able to talk about their own stories, their own history and their own heritage. And so that work is, is, is ongoing. And then the second thing is we came up with a timeline for implement, fully implementing and making ethnic studies a A through G requirement in Linwood so that every student, um, hopefully by 2024, when they graduate, they would have to have taken a uh, two-semester ethnic studies course. We're going to start next year by adding a, adding it as an additional um, elective, but you know the laws changed, and so we'll be looking at, because there was a new law that just passed, about ethnic studies, so we'll be looking to make sure that we're in alignment with what the law says, but our initial plan was to make sure that there were multiple sections of the ethnic studies courses at each of our three high schools, Vista, Fireball, and Linwood High. Um, And then with the the intent of making it a ninth grade A through G elective. And I got to say that uh, as far as the ethnic studies requirement is, Lynn was definitely ahead of the curve on this one, uh, pushing for okay. the ethnic studies and, and, and bringing, uh, bringing it into your curriculum. As it has been passed in California now, it is going to be a requirement. It's been quite a struggle over the years to find uh, just the right mix. But uh, th- that said, Linwood had always intended to do something like this, correct? Yes. Um, kids who leave with a strong sense of themselves and an understanding of other people have a better path when it comes to matriculating at a comprehensive college, which is diverse, probably very impacted, and they're able to to relate with not the the level of bias that those who weren't exposed to other cultures may have. You know what I mean? So now I've learned about the 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 path for Asian Americans. I I've learned their story. My interaction with them will be a lot different than me feeling feeling like I don't know them at all. Or I've heard the path of how African Americans were brought to this country. Now I can see and I can relate to when they talk about their struggles, our struggles a little better. So I, I think it, we all need ethnic studies. Well, if I can jump in on here, um, I couldn't agree with you more. We're chatting with Dr. Patricia Branchi Sanko. She's the Director of Equity Access and Instructional Services for Linwood USD. I'm Drew Schlossberg, joined by my colleague Kevin Osmus. And, you know, this is about as 
good a time as any in our country's history to really be emphasizing um, what is in your uh, area of expertise on this. Um, I mean, that sounds like such an obvious thing, but yeah, us humans, as you know, uh, you know, Patricia don't always do the obvious, you know, on this. And, you know, when we have much more of a sense of what other people are going through and walking in their shoes or understanding their shoes, uh, this thing is going to be such a good thing for, for many, many years uh, to, to come on this. Talk about how uh, the parents are engaged in this. So I was so excited because we do have parents who actually serve on the Equity Inclusion Task Force, as well as high school students and some of our Linwood High alumni. So in terms of the parents, I was excited to see their faces when they when we had like our language arts teachers come on and share. Here's what language arts looks like so far in Linwood. We, we use the, a program called Journeys, and they do incorporate stories with diverse voices. Using the social justice standards just kicks it up another notch. Um, so the parents were excited to see that, and then our history social science teachers in the district have been going through a training through the history project through UCLA and working with um, our secondary director, Mrs. Christina Rossi-Manson. And so the parents were excited to be able to see the products that the students were able to produce from a middle school history teacher after she went through the product, pro, uh, the um, program at UCLA. So I think, I, I think the parents are really encouraged. They're happy that their students will be able to see themselves in the curriculum. Now, what my department did to kind of, like, hey, we got to kick it up a notch, we usually do things for African American History Month where we celebrate prominent figures. But that this year we took a whole different turn, and we created a district-wide project that's called I Am. And so every kid in the district had the opportunity to participate and present their I Am project, celebrating their history and their heritage. And then we created like a database where all the teachers could drop their projects in, whether um, some students did a PowerPoint, some students did an iMovie or a poem or a series of, of um, like a series of poems. And they talked about themselves and who they were and how they relate to the world. And so that's another way to just make students feel connected and make students feel like, wow, you care about me? You want to know about me? Not just these people in this history book, but you, you're asking me about me. For real? They were happy, and the products were amazing, and I'd love to share it with you. I'm I'm fascinated by this. I I, I want to do something like that. I I, I yearn for somebody to know just uh, you know who I am. <laughs> Not that it yes. matters. <laughs> well, I think they know. Oh, and our who assistant I. superintendent, Dr. Shauna Dinkins, created her own "I Am" poem and shared it with our high school students who per, uh, did a a program. For students and parents, our Young Black Achievers Student Union, she was like our keynote speaker, and she shared her own I Am 
poem, and it was phenomenal. She did a wonderful spoken word, and the kids were so excited because they were like, wait a minute, you're our assistant, Sue? And she <laughs> rocked it out. <laughs> well, now you're, you're, you're talking about that, and it, uh, it just brings to mind Amanda Gorman, uh, our, yes. the, 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 our, the, the poet laureate, the Los Angeles poet laureate, uh, who, who did such, I, I, I watched that and I was tr- just absolutely floored when I, yes. I saw that. Um, and you know, I mean, this, this, besides all of the, the controversies surrounding the, the inauguration, everything that happened and, you know, mm-hmm. really, I just kind of had the, the, the sound down, but when she came on the program, when she came on the TV and I saw her, I immediately turned it up. I rewound so I could hear every single word that she said because that really was one of the the, the best poems and best presentations I think that I have ever mm-hmm. seen. Certainly at an inauguration, but even beyond that. And I've been to some poetry readings in my day. Is, it, is that something that uh, was was kind of discussed throughout the school? Did she become a little bit of a rock star uh, throughout the district? Uh, did the students be able to relate to her at all? Do you know? I, I think definitely at the high school level, particularly um, with some of like our, our, our groups and our assemblies. And we are, <laughs> we're in the, the throes now of, getting ready for our Women's History Month celebration. We're having a a young women's conference for high school on March 30th and middle school on March 31st. And our theme is Valiant Young Women uh, Determined to Rise. And so we are going to feature some of Amanda Gorman's uh, poetry there at our... um, virtual celebration and conference. We're going to have a video message from our board president, and we have a panel called the Ladies of Linwood. Linwood is a family, and we're so lucky because three of our principals are graduates of Linwood schools. And so we're doing a Ladies of Linwood panel that includes some of our administrators as well as our classified staff who are going to be able to uh, answer questions from the young ladies. And then our um, equity, some of our members of our equity access and instructional services team are going to guide the young ladies into creating a vision board. So we have young ladies who are going to facilitate these panels. We have Linwood staff who are going to do their best to encourage and motivate. Our assistant superintendent is doing a, a keynote. Our board president, Mrs. Maria Lopez, is doing a video message. And Amanda Gorman is going to help and kick us off with all of these activities on the 30th and 31st. Okay. Well, so where do we get our tickets? Drew, are you good? Yeah. It's virtual. It's virtual. <laughs> I have to sing it is. I'll send you the link. <laughs> and this is, and 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 I know because I went to this a few years ago when it was first starting. But I believe you still have your Girl STEM conference at at Linwood, correct? I think that's been going on for four or five years now, right? Yes, they they still have the Girl STEM conference. This is in addition to that, um, and it's just it's it's going to be on those days from two to four after their instructional day. But it's going to be a time where all of the young ladies in Linwood can log on, it's a safe space, take a breath, and feel empowered, and hear from other women who are just like you. You can make it. We believe in you. 
That is quite a great. I mean, and that is equity. That is equity with a capital E, Drew. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, it's equity and education. It, without question, you know what's so interesting about this, and we all know this. Uh, uh, it doesn't make a difference what age you are, or what stage of life you're in. Um, when you, as soon as you start thinking, boy, is anyone experiencing what I'm experiencing? And then you find out there's a whole bunch of people. That makes all the difference in the world. Uh, you know. Dr. Brent Senko. And, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I talk about that for a couple of minutes. It's the concept of relatability. When we look at some of our, our mentors and some of the uh, figures that we idolize, we think of them as so much more above us but we don't realize at one time in their life they could have been us and that everybody has a journey. You know, life is not necessarily a matter of milestones, but a matter of moments. And so everybody has to be able to say, I remember when I've been through this, the sharing of wisdom, you know, that African proverb, it takes a village. The reason why they said that is because they would make the youngsters sit around and talk to the elders. And the elders would then share with them, hey, I know where you are. I understand. And here's my best advice to you as you are on your journey from milestones to moments. Yeah, with, with, without question. And, you know, it's interesting, when, and when you put all these moments together, um, you actually go somewhere, for that matter, right, Kevin? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm having a moment right now. Just, uh, okay, I mean, I'd, 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 Patricia, we learned so much from you. I mean, this is just like, it's like I'm sitting in class right now listening to the, to a teacher and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm scribbling down all the notes and everything and trying to, and, and, and trying to keep this. Um, I, I know that you do a lot of reading. Uh, I know that uh, Dr. Maya Angelou is one of your uh, most favorite writers. Um, what, what, uh, what are you reading these days? What, uh, I'm sure it's equity centered, uh, but uh, let us know what, what are you, what you're reading? Uh, what, what have you, suggested for uh, staff members in your department and, and things like that? So as a department, we are slowly trekking through um, because sometimes, you know, guys, I, I read multiple books at the same time, which is when I mean, maybe it's my attention span. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I need, I, 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 you know, it's like uh, medicine. You pick it up when you need it. Right. And so, but my, my department is trekking through The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And that is, it's the, and, and, you know, we share a chapter here and there. We uh, share a piece here and there. But everybody in my team, you know, uh, most of them have this book. And it's the timeless art of turning trials into triumphs. Very interesting, short read, small little book. But it, it talks about why are we stuck? Why are we frustrated? And then it goes through and gives a formula of success based on the lives of icons from history, like from John D. Rockefeller to Amelia Earhart to Steve Jobs. Like, how did they turn an obstacle into an opportunity? Because going through COVID, 
was an obstacle. I know for me, it was an obstacle, and I had to say, okay, Pat, this needs to be an opportunity for you. As a administrative team in, dist- uh, in the district, our superintendent and our assistant superintendent are walking all of our administrative team through upstream. Um, Dan Heath, the quest to solve problems before they happen. And that book is has been really helpful in terms of how will you unite the right people? Do you have problem blindness? How are you going to avoid doing harm? Like, how do you think through a problem? Are you Are you just reacting to something all the time? Or are we really using upstream thinking where we predict obstacles and we solve them and we communicate in a way that avoids them before um, they happen? So th- those are those are two. Now, um, my favorite uh, equity book of all time is Cultural Proficiency by uh, a manual for school leaders by Randall Lindsay, Kikaza Robbins, and Raymond Terrell. And look, I I know it it may not be like the newest book or the sexiest book out there, but for me, it's like the go-to Bible. And um, when I I need a resource or I really want a clear-cut definition and principle, I refer back to my cultural proficiency manual for um, school leaders. Also been reading White Fragility. Um, um, that's all I'm going to talk about right here. Because I, <laughs> I love to read, but I, I'm going to leave it right there. It, it, well, because it, then, spiritually, I'm reading Destiny by T.D. Jake yeah, so, uh, for it, my own spiritual. Yeah, you, you see, uh, 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 Patricia, we want you to save all this for the next time we have you on. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I, I'm teasing you a little bit. Um, well, listen, uh, and again, uh, I'm getting a nice uh, text messages from uh, Dr. Patrick Giddis, and uh, he uh, he knows I'm interviewing you. Uh, Kevin and I are interviewing you here uh, with uh, VMA Communications, and he said uh, the one of the reasons why he's coming back to Linwood is because of you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, oh, uh, I'm reading you. you. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know that and and listen it is just uh you know so heartwarming to hear your soothing voice and your uh your enthusiasm and you're just all about students and it's just a, a joy and an honor to have you on our uh california school news uh radio show and kevin i know you feel the exact same way absolutely well i mean we had a wonderful conversation uh, we're gonna have to, I think this is a good place to leave it because we have uh, a good reading list now yes. for the rest of the school year. Uh, I'll be I'll be looking and and we're gonna have a test on this uh, right. when we come back. I'm when coming back. back. I'm gonna come back and it's gonna, absolutely it's, it's not gonna be multiple choice. I'm gonna make you write an essay. Oh, we <laughs> like that. Good. I I, I love that. Open ended questions. That's good. So. Yes. No standardized testing. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, you know, uh, Kevin, another uh, great show, and kudos to you and uh, Patricia. What a delight, and we know we'll have you back on. Thanks for thanks, yeah, thanks so Drew. much. It's a pleasure, Kevin and Drew. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
Uh, thank you so much, Patricia, uh, for coming on California School News Radio. I think that's it for today. Uh, we will see you on down the road. Thank you to Drew. Thank you to our guest, Patricia. Brent Seiko from Linwood Unified, the Director of Equity Services. Equity is in good hands there at the district.